I don't know if it's working or not. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, well, it's, way, it's a bad intro, but who cares? All right, and ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The cast of 42 is with you once more to talk about the failings of the late, great human race. And to my left, or to the left of my screen anyway, is my good friend Ryan. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Oh, uh, I'm old. <laughs> I think I'm no longer officially allowed to be trusted or something like that. <laughs> yeah, my birthday was uh, yesterday. I just turned 30. Well, so. Congratulations. You can no longer say you were young and stupid. See, the way I saw it is I could just not use my age as an excuse anymore. Now you're just stupid. <laughs> right, right, right. It's no longer young. Now it's just dumb. <laughs> That's fine with me. And for all out there in podcast <clears throat> land, I do have to apologize. I have a serious head cold, so maybe this will be my Michael Jordan stomach flu game podcast where I score 47 points against Cleveland Cavaliers in the 1993 playoffs. What? <laughs> okay. okay. Hopefully that's how it goes. <laughs> so there's this thing in sports where someone will be super sick, right? But they're like the best player on the team. Like Michael, like the, the big one is Michael Jordan. Or the and, or whatever. Right. But the, the, there was a very famous game where he was throwing up five minutes before tip off. Right. Sucks down some Gatorade, scores almost 50 points. Yeah, with like 101 fever or something. Yeah. So maybe this would be that. I'm not that bad off. If I was that bad off, I'd be like, "Screw you guys! I'm going to I'm going home." I'm going to bed. <laughs> but yes, I I am a bit sick, <clears throat> so that's why I have this super sexy low down voice today. It's very nice. It's very 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 <laughs> sexy. So, uh, <clears throat> you've been sick all week. Uh, it started. No, Monday, Tuesday, and hit full force for the weekend, which, of course, is the weekend I'm going down to Columbus for the Major League Gaming Join Dota finals. How was that? It was really cool. Uh, yeah. I think the finals are actually still going on right now. They've been playing all day. No shit. Yeah, because uh, the fir- Friday and Saturday were the round rock. Round robin part of the tournament, and then today is the brackets. Okay. And last time I saw Evil Geniuses was up one game to nothing on Empire. Uh, they Evil Geniuses is the American team, and a lot of people have him favored to win TI five, which is the big one. Like it's the Super Bowl for Dota. Right. Uh, but it was really cool. I mean, in some respects, it's not any better than watching on your TV because you're watching the feed of whatever they're broadcasting on the internet, right? Right, you're right, doing right, it with right. a lot of other people, and for the most part, a lot of other knowledgeable people. So okay. you start, you know, when someone's smoking up for a gank or someone just does a perfect blink with the, right. you know, fissure from Earthshaker. Like I saw, I watched PPD. He was playing this Earthshaker day that was just unreal. And so you can just hear you hear it building, and then they come in, and it's a three-person gank, and then the crowd goes wild. <sighs> it's really cool. It really does feel like being at a football game or something, especially when you know people know what's going on and can understand what's going on and seeing the right. plays get set up. and all Yeah, that being stuff. part of that kind of community feeling. Right, and there's a Dota podcast I listen to called We Like Dota. And okay. they are in Cleveland, so they came down Saturday, yesterday, and we did a meetup and got to hang out with those guys and talk Dota and play video games and just chill out for a couple hours. It was a really, it was a lot of fun. Super cool guys. If you are into Dota at all, I highly suggest checking out their podcast. 
it's worth the time and the effort. Okay. So, yeah, that was my weekend. Uh, yesterday was awesome. Uh, it was perfect, perfect weather in Columbus, Ohio. Like 69 degrees, perfectly sunny, no wind. So we, right. me and my wife, we end up at the World of Beer, which is a really nice uh, beer bar chain. Mm-hmm. And we're there for probably four hours. I have all the windows open, the doors open. In four hours, I drink three beers. So I'm taking it just nice and slow, enjoying, right. watching the TV, watching the Masters. You know, it's just it's great. Oh, yeah, the Masters. Yep. That kid, that Jordan kid. Jordan Spieth from Dallas, Texas. Holy shit. First person yeah. in the history of the tournament to ever hit 19 under, ever. And... He's the first one who went, uh, or not the first, but it's been a long time since somebody led it and then won it. Oh, right. He went wire to wire, uh, right. led every, all four rounds, which is unheard of in any golf okay. tournament, much less the Masters. Uh, last person to do that was 40 years ago. Right, right, and right. He's the right. second youngest to win it, the lowest score <clears throat> to ever win it. It's it's phenomenal. I, I've the watched. The Tiger, huh? He could be. I mean, because wasn't he like in the running last uh, last week too? Like at the uh, at the Houston Open or whatever it was. Uh, I don't know if he was or not. I really didn't follow that tournament. Too yeah, much. I think he was in third place going into the last like four holes. Yeah, he's he's a beast. <sighs> but I mean, but Rory McIlroy is also a beast. These guys are just if you're into golf at all. The next 10 years of golf are just going to be phenomenal. There's so many good young... It's it's really the Tiger effect. Yes, yes, it is. Like the kids who are five, six, seven years old watching Tiger win at Augusta 19 years ago. Wanted to to be Tiger. And now now they are. In some Mm -hmm. respects, in a lot of respects, they're better than Tiger. Well, they've had the better technology and better training. Because they had the dads that wanted to be Tiger, and there was a lot more coaching, and you know the economics behind the whole system. Just oh yeah, when yeah. when I first started watching golf, which was about when Tiger was coming out. Sure. To keep your you know, to keep your tour card, you have to be in the top 150 on the money or better to keep your tour card year over year. When I first started watching golf, to keep the, the, the cut line for that money was about $300,000 a year. You had to make okay. $300,000 a year on tour to keep your card. Now it's $1.5 million. Damn. So you can make $1.4 million and the PGA Tour said, no, you're not good enough. Peace out, hombre. That's incredible. Yeah, it, the economics of golf has just gone insane. <clears throat> That's also the Tiger effect. Oh, yeah. it's it's one of the, Yeah, he's... Love or hate the guy, he has made golf. He speaking of which, he didn't do very well this week. Uh, he did okay. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't see how he finished today, but he was at one point he was minus five, minus six. Which, right. Which when you know someone isn't running away with the entire thing like Spieth was, it's a pretty good score. That's Normally true. going into Sunday at minus five, you're right in the hunt to win, but not when someone's minus seventeen. Which is a bummer. Uh, I tell you, this it's a bummer that this happened. I'm I'm super happy for Jordan. I think he's a good kid, but Master Sunday is one of those special days for me. Right. Like, right. I, I get the couch perfect. I get the beer, which get no beer day because of the sick. But whatever. Right. Get a few you little know. snacks if you're not sick. Right. And mm-hmm. 
that's all that's all I'm going to do all day is watch the like we came home early from Columbus so we could watch the Masters and it's become a big deal for me and my wife and it was just so boring I couldn't I just couldn't watch it because <laughs> it was every no one would make a run and Spieth played out of his mind today like, out of his really wild mind yeah like every time he would screw up like you put one in the trees right and then he would pitch out. Yep. The next thing you know, he's three inches from the pen. Yep, and up and like, down and out. So I, wa- I watched a lot of Dota today. But, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a good good, good times. And I got a, I got a new book while, while in Columbus of Dice and Men. It's all about the start of Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, cool. But what's really cool is, I don't know if you know this, but the person who has the very first quote in the the front cover is none other than Vin Diesel. He's a wow. huge D&D fan. I did know that. Yeah, he loves it. That's why he always does like Groot and the Iron Giant and all that stuff. Yeah, I was smashing your, trying to smash your head. But it's all backwards. I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you're going to have to bear with us all out there in podcast land. We are going to, especially me, I'm going to be a little slow, but... So, oh, yeah, no worries. This has been entertaining. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, <clears throat> just get me on the right topic, and it's going to get crazy, because I've, I've got a ton of Robitussin in me. <laughs> I can barely <laughs> breathe, so my brain's not getting all the oxygen it needs. So I'm just a little loopy, so we're ready to go. So, Ryan, what do you, what do you recommend for us today? Okay, this one's, a, this one's like um, an entertainment recommend. Okay. But uh, there's a movie called The Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, and it has too many famous people to name, and I don't know who directed it, but it is probably one of the best movies. It's so sad, though. How is it sad? Oh, it's just—it's so sad. I it's... thought it was happy. It has such a happy ending, and the redemption, and the oh, yeah. it's such a great. And uh... every scene, like every single frame of that fucking movie, is a piece of art. It's all just a little bizarre. It's shot in New York, but in such a way that you can't tell. It's it's the gypsy cabs and the weird how each kind of scene leads to another scene by like some connection. Like if he's writing a letter, in the next scene you'll see that letter. I don't know. It just right. And I mean, I'm not saying it's not a great film. It's just film. a piece I of just, art. It just made yeah. me sad. So so here's the cast: Gene Hackman, Angela Angelica Houston, Ben Stiller. Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow, Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson, Bill Murray, Danny Glover, and so on and so forth. Just on and on. It's a great fucking movie. Oh, it's Wes Anderson. And it's shot in such an awesome way. Like, it's such a beautiful film. So that's it. That's what I'm going to recommend. That's just something that you can sit down if you've got the time to watch it through and just, you know, really enjoy it as a piece of art. The guy who directed this is Wes Anderson. He did The Grand Budapest Hotel, Fantastic Mr. Fox, yes. the, the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, which I also really, really enjoyed. They're all exactly the same style, yeah. Yeah, very stylized. Uh, yeah, great it, music. It's, it's, oh mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic music. I don't. It's know, I just like found a British it sad. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> That's what you know what I mean? It. Yeah. It's like if Quentin Tarantino was really refined and smooth and all the edges were worn off and clean. And he didn't kill people every 20 Right, right, seconds. right. Yeah. 
because the soundtracks are always great and so like on point, and like uh, they'll use motion. Like there's a scene where um, one of the guys is waiting at the bus stop, and he just got there, so he's got all his luggage, and everybody else has got their luggage, and it has the person that he cares for gets off the bus or gets off the bus or I don't remember how it works, but either way. You see her, and then like everything kind of slows down, and the wind kind of blows her hair out, and like the people walking behind him is like five or six guys in the same uniform, you know, like military guys, and they're carrying looks luggage, and it's just, and it just goes real stylized with the music, and it goes back and forth. It's just a great film, so yeah, that's what I recommend. Nice, yes, that is that's a fantastic recommendation. It's an older one at this point, about fourteen, fifteen years, I guess. Probably, yeah. But that was when Bill Murray was doing his really, like, weird high-concept movies, which are awesome, Mm -hmm. but really weird and really high-concept. Like, The the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou is the same way. Yes. Yeah, this one's not quite as difficult to watch. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, this one's more more enjoyable of a story, kind of. It's not as weird. It's just a slightly bizarre. It's almost like if... Okay, so the movie in itself holds together very well. There's nothing in the film that takes you out of it where you're like, wow, this is weird. But it is almost like a dream where it's just a little off. It's not like tangible. It's just a little off. And that's what I just, I highly recommend. I really enjoy it. Great film. One of my favorites. But um, speaking of great films, I found the lists, an interesting list of somebody that took the IMDb ratings uh-huh. Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Right? So it took all of those lists and then averaged them all out. Okay. To give you like the one ultimate list. It's 250, you know, put it in the show notes. But I thought we could go maybe the top 20. And I think we're, I think we're both going to be really surprised. Let's, let's try top 10. Okay. We'll start at top 10 then. The only reason I said top 20 is because this is the reason you'll be surprised. So 10... Boyhood. Okay. I, I have no idea. It's, Do you know what it is? It's a new one. It was up for Academy Award this year. Okay. Rear Window. Oh, classic. Classic Hitchcock. Um, oh, okay. It's a good Hitchcock, film. Jimmy Stewart. Okay, you know the the trope of the person watching through the window and a crime takes place? Okay. That's no. This is the movie. Like, okay. If you ever see... Uh, yeah. That's what it is, but that it's him. He's got a broken leg, and he's got um, a telescope, and he's looking around, and he sees a crime take place, oh, okay. and he can't convince anyone that he actually saw it. Saw it? Yeah. Oh, and it's a Hitchcock film? I bet it is epic. Oh, it, it is, is fantastic. Great. It's it's one of the great, <clears throat> great Hitchcocks. Okay, so we're on point so far, if that's a good Hitchcock film. Mm-hmm. Eight, Metropolitan. Oh, Metropolitan, yeah. No, Metropolis? Here, let me link. Here, let me send you the link. Uh, but it's more fun to guess. No, don't send me a link yet. Okay, Metropolis. So we'll, we'll we'll get to the top five. And I'll see if I can't get a couple of. Top okay, five. Metropolis. Uh-huh. Um, number seven, Wizard of Oz. It's a great film. It's a great film. It's, it's a great film. It, it's starting great... at ten. That was a ninety-three. This is the numbers that have been averaged out. Nine was ninety-three. So ten and nine were ninety-three. Metropolis is 93.3. Seven is ninety three point three with Wizard of Oz. Did you like that movie? The Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Oh yeah. I it's... didn't I didn't like that movie. It was scary as a kid. 
And now as an adult, oh, Metropolis. I think it's kind of... That's that's what you're trying to say, Metropolis. Yeah, that's a classic. The Metropolis. 1927 Metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah. Well, Metropolis. Yeah, like, I'm an idiot. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, Metropolis. It's uh, it's a classic 1927 dystopian film. Just absolute classic. Yeah. Okay. Number six is Doctor Strangelove. <laughs> How I quit fearing and learned to love the bomb. Yep. What is that one about? Uh, Doctor Strange Love. I haven't God, seen is it. That have Mel you seen Brooks? it? Yes, I have. See, you're on point, dude. This is amazing. Oh, I. It's Stanley Kubrick. And it, it's all about the Cold War and Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not a big fan of his films for the most part. I'm just not. And I know a lot of people get pissy about it, but 2001 sucks. Just take that, internet. 2001 is fucking horrible. Oh, this is a shame. My son is freaking out. I got to go take care of him. I got a little kid that I have to go take care of. Right. Just play him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get right back to it. And now, from, from the people who are very gracious to let us use their music in our podcast, I Fight Dragons, The Power of Love. Can I not hear you? Did you mute yourself? Balls. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I'd already clicked the button back. Oh. Anyway, sorry about that, y'all. My son was just freaking out and nobody to take care of him, I guess. So. Uh, anyway, so we're at top five, right? All right, so top five. You want to guess? Uh, and this is top five reviewed. Is is how it works. It's Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, so it's reviews. And, and Metacritic is, Right, and, I, and Metacritic is a... Actually, using Metacritic is kind of weird because Metacritic is supposed to kind of do what all this is, is, does anyway. Uh, top five. Dude, 
top five. No cheating. North by Northwest? North by Northwest. Not even in the 20. Oh. Top 20. Psycho. Yep. Power one shot. Psycho. Da, 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 da. Not even top 20. Wow, man. They're just hating on Hitchcock. I thought, I thought so, for sure there'd be a Hitchcock top five. That two, that's two strikes? E.T. Also... Not in the top twenty. Wow. Okay. All right. Give me another. Yeah, five. this is why I thought you would be surprised. Is like there's a lot of films that didn't make it. Okay, but so far I've been happy with their, what they put out there. I haven't had okay. too much. All right. So what's number five? Modern times. Modern times. Mm-hmm. I don't know that one. Let's see. I'll show it real quick. It's a Charlie Chaplin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, tra- yeah, yeah, yeah. a tramp struggles to live a modern industrial society with uh-huh. the help of a young homeless woman. Yeah, it's the one with the clocks, the gears. It is the one with the clock mm-hmm. and the gears. Yep, okay. Good call. Let's see. Any more shots? You want to try some more? Oh, You want to go man. to the top three? Look, Citizen Kane's got to be in there. Has to be. Citizen Kane, 17. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man. Which was beat out by Lord of the Rings Return of the King at 11. False. Uh, Spirited Away made it in at 13. Oh, very nice. All right, come on. Just keep, let's, give top, let's just go. Well, I'll, I'll, I, I, can't, I can't guess. I don't know. Okay. Four is Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia. Classic. Um, a classic. Epic. Oh, Humphrey Bogart? Is that, that's Humphrey Bogart, isn't it? Who? Let's see... No, Peter O'Toole, Alec Guinness, Anthony Quinn. Oh, yeah, yeah, Alec Guinness, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see, three is 12 Angry Men. Never seen it. Uh, uh, a dissenting junior is in a murder trial, slowly manages to convince the others in the case that it's not obviously clear as it seems in court. <laughs> so I guess it could just be... Some court case kind of classic, which yeah, came in at three, which is weird. Uh, number two, Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai, another one I haven't seen. Interesting. Oh, it's old. Yeah, this is really skewing towards the 50s. And number one is The Godfather. Yeah, I should have seen that one coming. <clears throat> I thought it was interesting that... Toy Story and Ratatouille came in at 23 and 24. Wow. No, Toy Story 3 came in at 23, Ratatouille at 24, Toy Story at 24.5, and Toy Story 2 at 25. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm surprised the top five skewed as old as they did, especially yeah, with so. a lot of internet, you know. Mm-hmm. Since whenever, whenever I'm like trying to dissect these lists, I'm trying to figure out like all the sources. It's like, okay. Gotta You're trying to go all meta on it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the internet. It's, like, you, it's what I'm trying to do. It. I'm trying to you, win. You, you got to. It's the. It's Whatever the you got to do. Oh, you want to know something crazy that I found on the internet? What's that? This is something you know, just kind of a discussion topic. But um, a New York judge uh, said that it's okay for people to serve their divorce papers over Facebook. Yeah, I don't. There's no way in hell that can stand up. 
You don't think so? No, because you have to be able to, well, maybe unless Facebook has a confirmed receipt, because that, that's why all the stuff gets sent over um, either by direct courier or certified mail. So it's certified receipt of the documents. Because mm. if you never if you never get served the papers, you never have to appear in court. I think assuming logging in is would be served, right? It says that you, if you've logged in with it as a message, like if the message goes from red to not red, yeah, I mean not red to red, you know, that's that's served, right? That could be a more reliable way of guaranteeing that they open the you know the envelope even. Yeah, maybe I I don't know. I mean, it's. That's, that's got to be iffy. There's, I don't think that'll, if that gets appealed, I don't know if they'll ever, if that'll stand up. So, It'll be interesting to see. Do you think it's, man. What do you think of it? Do uh, you think it's okay? I mean, depending on who you are, yes or no, depending, you, you, how many emails do you get a day? I don't know. I get, between work and home, like 150, 200 emails a day. Wow. Yeah. So I'm. it's really easy to miss something like that. Granted, I have missed important pieces of mail, but that's why things like divorce papers and court summons are generally handed to the person. Okay. So I, I just think it's problematic, and I think you would have a hard time holding someone who didn't show in court because mm-hmm. you can't you can't prove that they saw it right who used to say that someone right. else wasn't in their facebook and deleted everything okay or their new girlfriend saw it was like no f- screw that bitch click delete that's an option you right. know there's there's all sorts of there's all sorts of ways don't stay with that one Gentlemen. Yeah, don't say that one. But you, you know what I'm saying. There's all sorts of ways to, to say that you didn't receive it, even though the system says you did. So it's, I don't know. I, I think it's very problematic in terms. Seems of like that. a sign of the future, sign of the times. Like things are happening like that. Eventually, you will be. Oh, eventually, will, you will, yeah, be, will be signed. That's when we're gonna have you know 3D printers everywhere and you're just gonna spit it out from the computer at you. <laughs> You have no options <laughs> automatically. I mean, automatically, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think um, I think we're moving towards a, a future where there's like a second internet where people log in just to their Facebook, and that's their whole internet experience. For a lot, a lot like AOL either. was back in the day, you know. Yeah. They're gonna get to do their shopping through Facebook. They're gonna do their interaction, and you know. All their organiz- organization with other people through Facebook, their social media will all if, be done through Facebook. If Amazon ever fi- figures out social media, that'll be the website. It'll be the Amazon <laughs> portal because they do everything else. That's true. What That'd I'm, be crazy. That'd what be I'm really waiting for is my Prime subscription to cover Comixology. What is that? Comixology is the what was is the biggest uh, distributor of digital comic books on the internet. Oh, cool! Uh, their their app is fantastic. Uh, they you should you should download it just to just to check it out. They have a lot of free comic books, uh, and Amazon bought them sometime last year. Uh, and, you know, it's I'm pretty sure it syncs across all your devices and things like that. Right, of course. Uh, but it's really cool. Uh, I I don't know. 
Oh, I guess Marvel is on here. I wasn't sure if Marvel had because I know Marvel Marvel has started their own subscription service where it's basically every Marvel comic you could ever want to read for a hundred bucks a year. I have that app. I don't know if I have the one you pay for, but I have the Marvel app. You can read a lot of their comic books for free. I think a lot of I think a lot of the back catalog is free. I think it's the newer. It's so thing. badass to read comic books on an iPad. Because you only can see one page at a time. There's no, like, when you open that page that you accidentally see to the end where Superman's dead or whatever. It's just like, no, you got to read it one little, like, column at a time, like one little panel. One panel at a time. It's so much fun like that. And it's so much bigger and life, you know, life-size for it. It's, 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 yeah. it's a great medium. It's one of the reasons really I, great I really thought about getting an iPad mini or something in that seven-inch size. I think that, to me, is the perfect size for reading digitally. Is that i7 78 inch tablet? I have the iPad Mini. Yeah, it's a great size. I use the bejeebus out of that motherfucker, dude. I use it all the time. I love it, and it's awesome. They're cool as shit. Oh, I'd yeah. recommend it, but I'd recommend just getting the Samsung version. Yeah, the Nexus. I've, I've thought about oh, doing then, that. I want one of those so bad. I also want one of the new big ones. Have you seen that? Hmm. It's like 24 inches or whatever it is. Oh, the tables. Yeah, yeah, that looks cool as shit, man. I want one of those. Microsoft also put out a, a Surface table. Bill Gates has an 80-inch Microsoft Surface in his house. Of course he does. Of course Microsoft, he does. I mean, he, he has the coolest shit ever, man. Like That's just someplace I want to go. I want to see all of his toys. Yeah, he's a billionaire geek nerd. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you there's at least one... Tri- like trap hidden door in his house somewhere where you pull a book or you flip a light switch or you do something in some weird manner where you know the the whole uh what would that be like the fireplace like switches like the mantle yeah. or the bookcase does it or uh oh dang it i'm blanking on uh the guy who did toy story the director uh mm-hmm. crap i can't not remember his name Hold on, let me look it up because it's gonna bug me until I know. John Lester, Lassiter, John Lassiter, uh, which is an awesome dude. Awesome, awesome dude. Awesome he, dude. He, he, I remember seeing something about his house, and he has a hidden, a hidden passage through a bookcase. Does he really? But but if I remember right, does. if I remember right, it's only the bottom half. So you like you have to crawl through this little tunnel to <laughs> get out. Oh man, that is. That is one of, like if I could be one person for a day or forever, I don't know. John John Lasseter would be one of them. Okay. Uh, the if you haven't seen the Pixar documentary, um, what's it called? I have. It's fantastic. fantastic. Uh, the Pixar story is yeah, what it's great. called. And if you want a really interesting other um, other look at it, it's Creativity Inc. I haven't seen that one. At all. It's a book. It's very oh, okay. good. It's it's about say so we all know Jobs and Lasseter, but there's the other guy and I cannot remember his name off the top of my head who was sort Gates? of the no not Gates. Oh. Uh, he was more the business side, running the actual company of Pixar. Oh, okay. Uh, physicist, super smart. Uh, he and he wrote a book about you know Pixar. Yeah. Creativity Inc. That is so good. It's so like if you if you really 
uh, want to kind of figure out how to manage people. Uh, Ed Catmull, that's who it is. Uh, very much worth the read. I've read it. Fantastic. Very excited about it. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited about the new Pixar movie. It's one of the first times in a long time where I've seen a trailer for a Pixar movie and gone, yay, something new. Which one is this? Inside Out. Oh, you haven't seen the... No. Refresh my memory. Okay, it's about the emotions that live in our head. Right, and like the dad... <sighs> There's like a bunch of people sitting around a conference table and they represent the different parts of your personality. Yep. And they're all having to come to agreement to what to do and they're moving the character, like the the mech of you, I guess, kind of. like a. Uh-huh. That looks awesome. Yes, it does. I yeah, am I'll go so see that excited one with for my that kids, one. For sure. Yeah. And it's one of the first, like I said, it's the first time in a long time where I've gone, I've seen a Pixar movie and gone, oh, look, something original. Yeah, it looked, well, don't hate. You're such a hater. Well, that's what defined Pixar. That's what made him great. And I feel, I feel like the sequels, especially mm-hmm. for like Cars. Yeah, the uh, money-making ones. Are, are more force-fed from the top mm-hmm. down. And I, I think that this, this movie feels like a, a Ratatouille movie. or an Incredibles or even even a Toy Story 2 or 3. I don't right. mind the sequels. I just think the sequels for sequel sakes are stupid. I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. I didn't like Cars 2. I didn't like Planes. Plane? Yeah. Did you, like see the, did you see uh, X-Wing? The April no. Fool's? Oh, we're watching this right now. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's a parody. Um video did you see that all the star wars went on digital you can yeah. buy it on google they're still not the originals though it's it's the edited ones yeah do you think they'll ever offer to offer the unedited version of star wars probably because you know what it's disney and disney loves to make money and they would make they a like ton of money. money okay uh so we're starting at zero starting at zero okay three two one go from Disney and Pixar, the visionary studios that brought you cars, planes, boats, and boats. trains, comes trains. their next adventure, <laughs> set a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This is pretty good for an April Fool's. I know, right? All wings report in. Blue 34, standing by. This is Orange 8, let's play ball. This is Bad 16, standing by. Periwinkle 19, standing by. Periwinkle 19. Let's do this. <laughs> Red 7, standing by. Blue 24, standing by, baby. Hazel 42, Blue, 24. standing by. <laughs> Pink 28, ready to party. Green 33, giddy up. Red 5, standing by. Red 2, standing by. Look at Red the size five. of that thing. <laughs> Cut the chatter, Red 2. Lock S-foils in attack position and accelerate to attack speed. It's an animated adventure for the whole family with everything you could ever want from a Disney Star Wars movie, including epic space battles. <laughs> <laughs> 
Word of Comedy. What's Admiral <laughs> Akbar's favorite store at the mall? It's a gap. <laughs> Aren't you a little short for a TIE fighter? I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We should, we should make, make out. <laughs> they make such a Catchy big deal about that. You the internet doesn't let up, man. Don't kiss your you sister, y'all. Even though I just chopped off your hand and you're light years away from your home sand land. You better just stick to the plan and join the dark side, Luke. A special <laughs> appearance by John Ratzenberger. <laughs> Welcome to Huff! Snow code? <laughs> and a happy ending where the good guys save the day. I have you. That's a pretty good Darth Vader. I know, right? Look out! You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Man, that's a lot of work for just a. <laughs> Wonder how difficult it is to animate this stuff. It's not easy, it can't but. Be worse than the prequels, right? <laughs> It can't be worse than the prequels, right? <laughs> uh, once you kind of know what you're doing, it's not as bad from what I understand, but it's still not easy. Hazel 42. <laughs> like Big B Studios. Who are these guys? Huh. Looks like it was their coming out video. It's only got 350,000 YouTube video, YouTube views. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, so speaking of YouTube, what do you think about the, uh -oh. the pay for... Are you for on a plane or am I? Oh, it must I'm be you. I'm on a plane. Luckily, I anyway. can't hear it. So YouTube, you can now or will be able to pay for it in the future. Have you seen pay this? Oh, no. there, there's going to be a subscription YouTube. Ten bucks a month, obviously, because that's what everything costs. Uh, no ads, uh, offline viewing, so you can download YouTube videos to your phone or your tablet or your PC. Um, wow, that's pretty cool. I don't know what else it's in, is involved with it, but you're much more of a YouTube person than me. I love the idea of being able to download stuff to my iPad and being able to keep it, because there's almost anything you could possibly ever want on YouTube. And it's a lot more my entertainment style, you know. It's I don't know. I really enjoy those long form, like watching a full iRace or something, you know, like iRacing, like watching one of those, you know, digital racing. You know, watching a full race like that, or watching uh like the Dota Championships, because after today, tomorrow they'll be on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll uh, be able to watch all of that, and yeah. I don't know though. I don't know if it's worth it. Ten dollars. Ten dollars is a lot. And it it's is. not a lot by itself. It's just that ten dollars keeps adding up. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It's so it, it's it's getting kind of ridiculous. HBO Go, Netflix, Hulu. Yeah, the HBO is fifteen. Which damn. Which I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's like, that's that's pricey, but. You know, if you want to think about it, you're only gonna, at least for me, I'd have it for three months, and that's it. And I drop it until the next time Game of Thrones rolls around. Hmm. I wonder if they expect that. Oh, you know they do.
But that that's why what they'll do is they'll they'll figure out their big shows and then they'll tier their release schedules. Right. So if mm-hmm. thing, you know, so every ten weeks a new big show is starting. At least that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe they maybe they should. It'll start them. right before the last one ends. Right. So, so people will get, try to get hooked on it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, the internet's going to freak out tonight or tomorrow because the new Game of Thrones is on or was on. Uh, That's probably we why we're lagging. Everybody's <laughs> trying to torrent it. Yeah, uh, actually, Pirate Bay is down right now, which is weird. How would you know, Jake? Because I use Pirate Bay on a regular basis. <laughs> you really? Yeah. Is that legal? Depends on what you're downloading. Oh. So, no. Oh, ish ish okay i'm okay with ish <laughs> like i've said before if it was on broadcast television i have no problem torrenting it if it was what if it doesn't come with the commercials you know what i'm fine with that too if they you know what? if cbs were to run a torrent where i could download I it with it. commercials into it i would do it i would do it tomorrow especially if it was crystal clear hd because sometimes Fuck those torrents man. can be really iffy that's the answer man i know right I read yeah, some like, you know, some of these shows get um, torrented millions of time. Right, that's a lot of revenue. Uh, the Walking Dead was downloaded four point eight million times. Big Bang Theory. This is just for a day. This is one download. Like one episode, three point nine million for Big Bang Theory. How do they know how many downloaded they got? There's a way to track it through the torrents. Hmm. Like how many times it's been pulled. Interesting. Or how many times the torrent itself has been downloaded, which may or may not. Uh, okay, here are okay. Here, you you can play the guessing game. Here are the top ten pirated shows of last year, ranked by number. Need, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is number one, forty-eight point sure. three six nine million. Okay, was Breaking Bad last year? Uh, no, Breaking Bad it ended. It already ended. Okay, so that's not a guess. Um, uh, is it something like The Voice? No, or like one of those game show, like one no. of those the uh, apprentice. Okay, no, these are all scripted shows. Really? Yes. All ten. All ten. Well, The Big Bang Theory. Number three, 33.431 million. Like a CSI? No. Really? Interesting. Hmm. Well, give me 10. What is number 10? The Blacklist. Never even heard of it. Uh, I've heard of it. It's uh, Kevin Spader. Okay. Uh, Suits. Which I, I don't know. What about like House of Cards? House of Cards is not on here. But House of Cards is easy to get to. That's right. That's true. It's on Netflix. Mm. Number eight, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., 16.3 million. What about like The Boardwalk or whatever that uh, HBO show is? I think that, I think that already ended. Because I think that's already ended. Boardwalk Empire, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, one... Two, three, four. 
three, seven of the ten are broadcast television. Really? Yeah. I don't know then. Uh, How I Met Your Mother at number seven. No shit. I thought that was already done. It ended last year. This is for. Oh, that would make sense, right? Mm -hmm. Supernatural number six. Really, people like that. (laughs) I guess so. The Walking Dead. Walking Dead's number two. 47.6. 47.6. It's it's a close yeah. second. Vampire Diaries is number five. Arrow is number four. Arrow? People like that show? Uh, I like Arrow. It's just so sad. Like, nothing good ever yeah. happens. Like, I know. Like, I, like, we tried to watch it. We got well into the second season. And it just, we, we, we would sit there and go, are you ready to watch? It, we would let it stack up, too, which is probably probably one of the bad things. We would let that happen. Like, oh, you ready to watch Arrow? Ready to get caught up? <sighs> Let me grab a beer. <sighs> do we need? Do we need some shots? Do we, 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 it was seriously one of those things like you get to like gear up and get ready right. to watch Arrow because it's so damn depressing. I <laughs> Nothing good ever that. happens. Poor Ollie just gets a shit kick out of him every episode. That's why I couldn't watch Sons of Anarchy. I was like, how shitty are these lives? Like everybody's getting burned to death and stabbed and eaten by dogs and kicked off motorcycles and shot in the belly and it's like ah I can't watch this anymore I just gave up I just quit I I used to be really big in Sons of Anarchy I have the last season I just haven't watched it yet when they burned that chick alive I was like I'm I'm out you're out <laughs> well can't do it. it just got worse and worse and worse yeah there there was a time. Where I was watching, God, I was watching all the worst depressing shows, Breaking Bad, Dexter, Mad Men, Sons of Anarchy, all at the same time. Mad Men. Not like, you know, not in the same year or the same week. I'm saying like right. back to back to back to back episodes. Kinda. Right, right. Oh, yeah, I had to quit. I had to stop. I had to stop. I, I had so to watch we- some, uh, what was that Japanese game show? <laughs> Oh, most extreme challenge or whatever most extreme it was. Challenge, yes, that, that was, was fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> I bleach for your soul, man. Uh, that's funny. And it's like, I, I really do enjoy the new wave of television. You know, the last 10 this is years the golden of show, age. it's been fantastic. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, tell a joke. It's yeah. not the worst thing in the world. Okay, that's true. It's, Remember mid two thousands when every movie was using the shaky cam? Yes. It's like just use a fucking tripod, dude. Come on, just it's not a, that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was tired of it. That was what was that Michael Bay's influence, or actually, it probably stemmed from like Gladiator. That was the well, first time where they kind of had that shaky, blurry. Well, the reason they tried shaky, to be art scene. The reason you use shaky cam is it doesn't let people get a good eye on bad special effects. So right. you can make the shot seem a whole lot bigger and more grand for a lot cheaper. Fucking miserable. I know. Shit. I know. But like I have a hard time. Like so so many of the shows I'm trying to watch now are funny. Like I don't I don't want to watch I don't want to watch anything important. I don't want to watch anything meaningful. I just want something that's going to make me laugh. Yeah, I watched Brooklyn Nine Nine. Have you seen Brooklyn Nine Nine? No. Oh, it's on Fox. It's Is um, it good? yes. Oh God, what's his name? Uh, 
Sorry, I gotta look this up. It's from. No, right. Oh come on! Just show me his name. Oh, that's the wrong link. It's Adam. Oh. I think it's Adam. Is it What's Adam? it about? It's about this uh, precinct in Brooklyn. You know, the nine nine, and it's all about uh, Andy Samberg. Okay. He stars it. He's he does a lot with it, and. It's hilarious, and it's this perfect mix of dry and sarcastic and over-the-top humor. It's this perfect melding of all of it because the captain is – is uh, I can't remember his name, but he's from the sort of a very dra- drama-centric career. Okay. And so he's just playing everything perfectly deadpan. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, and, I love that kind a guy of like humor. you know, a guy like uh, Andy Samberg, who's just all over the place. <laughs> it just it just works. It just works. <sighs> what else have you been watching? Oh, what else have I been watching? Um, <sighs> let's see. I've been watching Death Note. Oh yeah, the anime. That's one of the greatest fucking shows ever, man. That show's so intense, but it's a it's the basic premise is like the the god of the gods of death uh-huh. have their notebooks which they write down a name and a date and that's when people die, and you're supposed to die at a certain time like you're predestined, but if they write your name and date before that time, when you die they get your life force, so if they kill you like three years before you're supposed to die they get three years added to their life. And they've been doing it since the beginning of time, so they're essentially immortal by now, right? So they don't really have much to do. So one of them gets bored, and he throws his death note down to the ground, and he lets a mortal pick it up. And it happens to be, like, this hyper-smart, you know, 18-year-old kid, and he uh, goes on to start killing criminals by writing their names down in the death note, because now he can, you know, instead of the, the, the god of death. And the god of death's following him. Oh my god, and it's the show is between the guy, the bad guy that's trying to kill everybody, the the kid who picks up the death note, and the, I guess, the uh, investigational team. But there's pretty much just one guy on the investigation, one detective that's good enough to beat this kid, who's, you know, really smart. Fucking awesome show, dude. Highly, highly recommended. It's on Netflix. Highly recommended. At least watch the first episode if you get a chance, man. Alright, I will. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's really good. Oh man. Uh, yeah, yeah. We uh, we haven't been doing too much. Like like I told you, we were we were watching Gilmore Girls, and they did something in the plot. I don't don't shake your head. It's it's good, but they did something in the plot that was just so stupid and so lazy. And I just said, nope, I'm done. I'm done. Screw you. I put in six seasons. Fuck off. I'm done. <laughs> I was so angry because it was so good until that one point. It was really, really good. And now I'm just like, nope, time to find something new. You ever watch Once Upon a Time? I did for like a season and a half. And yeah, I watched I like six seasons. It's I kind of like so my. Bored with it. I don't know. It was just a little too cheesy. But it would. it's expected to be cheesy. Something right. like that needs to be drawn and animated. <laughs> you know, you make that into an animated Japanese film, it'd be awesome. Um,. I just totally lost my mind. Oh, oh! It just um came to me. 
I guess I don't really have a good segue towards it. But that guy that got shot in the back that everybody's talking about. Yeah. That's it. That's all you have to. That's that's all your thoughts on it. Well, I I honestly I haven't seen the video. What? I watched the dash cam and the guy's uh, cell cam video. He gets shot in the back, but they struggle over a taser and he runs. It is interesting. I don't know what they expected the cop to do. Let him run? Right. and that's, that's Or chase him down. I guess they need to start te- you know, teaching him to shoot him in the knees or something. I don't know. That's not how cops shoot. I know, right? You're, I mean, you're, it's a trained thing. It's... Center mass, pop, pop, you know, or pop or whatever. But you can't let him run. He's a fleeing suspect. He's already proven himself to be dangerous from what you're telling me. Uh, and I think any cop does it. I just hate that we're getting to this point of, you know, if someone does something, it's an issue. But if another person does the exact same thing in the exact same situation, it's not an issue. It, like, like this whole bullshit with indiana right with a restoration of religious freedom act right yes that's uh that sounds right it sounds official sounds like yes. you said something. Uh, yeah. which i don't know you probably heard the uproar because every everyone their dog no. has opinion it, it, it was about i guess a week and a half ago when it came out Mm-mm. oh uh let's see indiana passed the their Restoration of Religious Freedom Act, which says, which is a mere copy of the federal law that is already on the books. Right. uh, That says that if it's, it's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think exactly how to say it. Because a lot of people are saying it's just straight discrimination. It's not. It's, if your burden for services is greater than the person providing the services, they cannot tell you no for religious reasons. Uh, what, if, is, what does that mean in layman's so, terms? So basically, and this is where it came out of, which is there, the big thing is um, a gay couple wanted this Christian pizza place to cater their wedding reception, and they told them no. Those gay people are dicks. They are dicks. Yeah. Uh, but, and so what it is, is it's a law that says you can't force someone to do it. You shouldn't you, be able to. Unless your your damage is greater than theirs, basically saying. So you if you go to a town, right, and there's one baker within, you know, X number of miles towards okay. very difficult right, for you right, to get right, another right. baker. That baker right. can't tell you no. Okay. Uh, Gabriel Mailer, and I'll post the link to this, has a great thing about it. Uh, but he, you know, it's it's just so stupid because it's, there's 35 other states that have this thing and it's never been an issue. I mean, I personally, I think it's stupid to refuse business of any kind, but especially for something like a wedding reception. Show me the money. Yeah, but... You know, for a wedding reception where you have hundreds of options, just go somewhere else. You know, it's the same with the no, it, it falls under the same idea of no shoes, no shirt, no service. And if you want to get down to it, they're just telling them no. And I believe anyone has the right to do anything with their property. You have, Oh, yeah, that's why I said the gay people were being dicks. Oh, absolutely. If they're going to force that situation. 
Right. I should be able to tell you no, and you should just get over it. You know, I, There's I, other places that will happily serve you, and you should let the economic free market system like take care of that. That's right. And that Christian pizza can't be that good. <laughs> and if it is, you may want to rethink your way of life. I don't. <laughs> I'm just that was bullshit. I'm not. I don't really care. Can be why is uh, why the hell are you getting pizza for your wedding reception? <laughs> hey man, what's wrong with pizza? <laughs> I can see a rehearsal dinner, but the actual reception. I mean, come on. Okay, I guess. <laughs> Barbecue sounds fine with me. Pizza's well, well, an option. Well, I mean, but come on. I mean, there's barbecue and then there's pizza. Right. That's true. That's true. You have some Texas barbecue in you. Oh, yeah. That shit is okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can serve barbecue anytime, any place. It's good for every occasion. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you got to be a little careful. Maybe not get too crazy with the sauces. But beyond that, it's good for every occasion because it can mm-hmm. get pretty messy depending on what style of barbecue you're having. That's true. That's true, but you can make certain barbecues that are even good to eat in a suit. Even like you can eat barbecue at a high-end dinner. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's funny is for people not from Texas, or oh, especially not from Texas, but there's there's three distinct styles of barbecue just in Texas. Sure. You know, and that doesn't include the you know, your Kansas City dry rub, your terrible South Carolina pulled pork, salt and vinegar bullshit they call that's barbecue. not barbecue though oh it's terrible it's not barbecue i'm i'm calling you out you heard oh, me it's terrible it's so you heard bad me. <coughs> jacob's dying i am it's terrible it's getting late too it is it is do you have a big thought this week well uh kind of i was thinking about what do you know especially being at you know mlg columbus sure what do esports need to make the jump? Commentating. I need a really good, clear, concise color guy and a really good, clear, concise play-by-play dude. And they need to be a good personalities that I can really connect with and they can really explain and keep the game interesting. And when it gets all fucking crazy and it's just lights and missiles, they're explaining the important parts. Okay. That's that's what I really feel like because I feel like anytime that the commentating isn't up to par or if there is no commentating, I won't watch it, even if it's a great, great, epic game. Oh, thank God! What do you think it is? Uh, well, I'm thinking more specifically in terms of Dota because that's really what I know. Uh, part of its storylines. So much of everything we consume in terms of sports media is the storylines. There's always storylines going into every game, you know, every play, whatever. I this think that's first, a supplement. I think that's a secondary to But it draws people in. Draws people in, you know. I think but it keeps them there. I think the commentating keeps them in. Uh, like it, draws it does. Them, the game itself draws them in. Like they're like, oh what is this? So you start watching. The commentary is good enough that you're like, oh I know what's going on. I'm interested. Who are these people? Ah, uh, storylines. But I'm never going to walk by and go, oh, what is the story about this guy? Oh, what is this game that he plays? You're not going to find a good enough storyline. Like, I don't care. There's there's better stories. Right. right? Well, right. But uh, I think, well, I'm, I'm just throwing it all out there. I'm not saying it's the end all be all. I'm uh, just arguing with you. <laughs> so, fuck uh, off. You know, Dota is coming to the X Games this year. Yeah. 
Exciting. Yeah. And so we were kind of talking about it on the We Like Dota Reddit. And I, I said, you know, in all honesty, and even though I love to play poker, if ESPN can make poker entertaining to the masses, I just really want to see what they'll do for Dota. That was the commentator, though, right? It was the commentator. You could see the action, but so much that they built, they built so much into coming to see what happened the next episode. You know, it was sort of a reality thing in there. Right. Uh, the the commentating does tend to be too high level. That's something I know for the international. They'll actually have a noobs broadcast, which is pretty good. But most people don't know to look for that. They right. just want to turn it on and watch. Exactly. The uh, the other thing that Dota needs, and specifically, I think, is majors. There's yeah, I, I think four majors. Four majors, because there's something. I don't want to get this wrong, but I want to say there's like forty Dota tournaments going on every day. Right. Uh, it's just too much. So you yeah, need the much, four big ones, right. and you're starting to see it a bit. You're starting to see certain tournaments move into the higher, you know, the higher pay echelons. Uh, so I really think that's what Dota needs is something that people can go, oh look, Dota, third, and probably most importantly, just straight up education. I was talking to some people yesterday about it, and I was like, I tried to watch Dota on Twitch before I really got into it, and I had no idea what was going on. The map made no sense. The Isn't that the commentators, though? Well, that's some of it, but if you know what you're, if you know what you're looking at, see, the, the problem is, is most of the commentators are commenting towards players. They're not. That's commenting. the problem. That's the problem. They need to commentate towards fans. Right. I need to be able to. You need to be able to. You need to explain it to me in a way where I'm like, "Oh, I know what's going on." Right, but it's one of those almost things, as soon as I sit down and start watching. Right, but uh, so many of our sports are so ingrained that you know they don't even if you're watching football, they don't explain everything every time. They just say, "Oh, that's offsides." They don't explain to you what an offsides call is every time. It's just it's offsides. Okay. Yeah, that's and true. So, There's some I, some I of think, the vocabulary think, needs to soak into the. The lexicon, I guess. of Right, human. and I think yeah. that's one reason why MOBAs are doing really well right now. Mm -hmm. It's one map. Right, okay. And, I, and if every sport we play as a populace, except for golf, is on one map. That's an interesting observation. You know, ba every basketball court. Yeah. They're baseball exactly diamond, the same. Well, I mean, baseball diamonds vary very little bit. You know, the outfields aren't always the same size, but... That's true, but uh, the infield is the same. Infield is exactly the same. Um, football fields, 100, you know, 100 yards, 10 yards for end zones. Right. And so I think that's that's why I think MOBAs will make, eventually make a jump into mostly mainstream. Interesting. Maybe, really interesting. I mean, they might be as mainstream as skateboarding is, which is still pretty mainstream, but it's not baseball. It's not yeah. football. It's not I basketball. think they could get there. I think by the time I'm like 40, they will be there. Give it another 10 years, and it'll be what I watch on Sundays. It won't be the Masters. It'll be the Dota World Championships. But as long as the money keeps coming. It should. Uh, hopefully it will. And I saw something today, MLG's broadcast 
ad revenue went up 250% over last year. That sounds okay. That's they're doing. I don't know. It seems like they're doing Granted, okay. That could be from two dollars to four fifty. I don't know, but <laughs> I have a feeling it's not. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not. Yeah. <coughs> Ugh. Okay. Well, whew, that was fun. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you about right. You want to just call it? Make it a short one tonight. That's fine. Yeah. Do you want to plug the website or the email and the Twitter? The website? Yeah, we should do that. Uh, email 42podcast, F-O-R-T-Y, the numeral 2, podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube, 42podcast, or on Twitter at 42podcast. Right. Uh, we have a website. Pretty easy. We do have our website, www.com. 42podcast.com, right? Right. Uh, Yeah, so maybe not our best show, but it was worth the effort. We gave it the old college try. I think it's more important to show up every week. Some of them will be gold, and some of them will just be comforting to know that they're there. (laughs) Yeah, especially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to this very sick version of the (laughs) 42podcast. Bye. Bye.